0: Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real-life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's Word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam?
1: Happy Monday, everybody.
0: We're back again. Yeah. Season four, episode Can you two. believe
1: it? Season four? Yeah. You know what that means, right?
0: I have no idea. Tell me.
1: Doesn't it mean we've done four years of the podcast? No. Because every season was a year?
0: No, I don't know how we split it up. Oh. But we started it. At you know like what's the funny? I said
1: it, and then my mind was like, wait, that that <laughs> math doing did not add up years. because, yeah, Hunter's only three. So, okay, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, um, so glad everyone's listening. Today, I'm super excited about the topic. It. Yep. We're going to be talking about how, how to not. not to let... No, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. you please. No, cl- babe, you babe, clearly babe. needed to speak. No, so go please. for it, Go for it. I'll wait. Actually, just before we jumped on this podcast, Chad and I were having a. Um we call Discussion. them- we call them passionate discussions, not arguments
0: she's passionate
1: um no, of course I am I'm south African um about the fact that he's a number one now a number one is
0: she's a number one
1: one of those leaders that are like <laughs> How would you describe a number one, Chad? Now I have to be careful how I describe it because I can't describe it the same as I just described it before.
0: <laughs> um, I would say great personality, usually attractive. Oh my uh, gosh. Very friendly people. No, just very in like control,
1: to... need to be in control, need to kind of have the final say. And so anyway, he just proved that just You right know who now. has
0: the final say, Jade?
1: Jehovah.
0: Jehovah. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about how to not let your relationship with God get stale. And I think this is a crucial topic for every christian right because it is possible to fall into a rut in a supernatural no, relationship actually
0: let me be even more direct okay you will absolutely have times in your life where you will if not uh, if good barriers are not set up where you will fall back mm-hmm. and you will get into a rut in your relationship with jesus unless You take intentional time and Mm -hmm. intentional effort. And unfortunately, I think in the world that we live in, there are so many distractions. There's so many things begging for our attention. There's so many commitments that we have that people do not take that intentionality and protect themselves and continually build their relationship. So I would say most people will experience this in their Christian walk. And we want to help you. Yeah. Set up safeguards so that your relationship with Jesus is always growing. Absolutely. It's never going backwards. It's always going forward.
1: Absolutely. And if you noticed, when I first... uh kind of started talking about what we were saying I said a supernatural relationship because yeah. what is important to understand is our relationship with God is very supernatural right. he is not man right. so we don't communicate with him as we would man however if we could fall into rats with our natural relationship right. it's it's completely possible to still fall into them in a supernatural relationship especially because we don't see God. Right. So if we can struggle in relationships with people that we can see, I dare to say it would be easier to struggle in a relationship with somebody that we can't see. Right. Um and so something though that I need every single person who's listening to understand and accept Okay, you need to understand and you need to accept this. And you're not gonna like it, but this is the truth. If there's ever a breakdown in your relationship with God, It is never because of God. That's good. And I think that this is so important to understand because like I said, God is not man. God is perfect in all of his ways. God wants a relationship. God gives everything to a relationship. And so if there's ever a breakdown, it's never God's fault. It's always got to do with us.
0: That's absolutely right. And I think a lot of times, right, we want to not take responsibility, and we try to shift blame. But at the end of the day, right, God will meet you wherever you want to meet him. And that kind of leads us into our scripture, James 4, 8. Um, And obviously, I don't have the reading voice, so I'm going to have my wife do it.
1: Come close to God.
0: Do you hear how she said that? And
1: God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your your loyalty is divided between God and the world. There's so much to break down in the scripture.
0: Oh, man. Go for it.
1: But let's talk about the first part. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Yeah. See, God is waiting on us yeah. to take that yeah. step.
0: You know, the Holy Spirit, he's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's never going to override your free will or right. your, your desires and your passions. And if you are seeking God, he will be there, right? If you're pursuing him consistently, he will consistently be showing up. right? You know, but what happens is, is we don't present ourselves, therefore he doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a breakdown in the relationship. And I mean, I just want, maybe you. I actually know for a fact through the Holy Spirit that there's people that are listening right now. And you're saying this is exactly where I'm at, right? There's a gap between me and God. There's a, a there's a separation. It's not like it used to be. It's not like when I was first saved. It's not like a, the passions I used to have. And I want to encourage you that throughout this podcast, we're going to give you, actionable steps to take to change and take control of your relationship with Jesus because he wants to have a relationship with you.
1: Absolutely, but he's waiting on us to come close.
0: Absolutely. And he'll
1: always come close to us once we take that first step step to come close to him and then the second part wash your hands you sinners purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between god and this world and a lot of the time that's the problem in our relationship with god is that there's three of us in the relationship us god and we try to introduce the world into that Mm -hmm. and that's never ever going to work
0: yeah no i was actually i was just watching a short clip from a guy i've never seen before but he said like Every single believer needs to do these three things to fight against the desires of worldliness. Number one, pray, because prayer is a continual reminder of the humility we need and the reliance we have on God, and it comes against pride, which most people—that's mm. where sin gets introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, fasting mm-hmm. that fights against the natural lusts that we have, the yeah, that the, the that lu- we crave, the worldly desires that we crave. Yeah,
1: and that's not just food; that's all sorts of things that we crave.
0: Yep, and then the last one was giving, and that breaks down the control of us being God and in control of our life. That's really good. Every single Christian needs to pray, which creates humility. They need to... Uh, fast, which destroys lust, and they need to give, which relinquishes control to God.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, had you said that before, we could have just stolen those as our podcast. <laughs> our podcast no, because I think today. this is the good application. Number
0: one, right? <laughs> How have,
1: to not get stale in your relationship with God is what we're talking yeah,
0: about. Yep. Number one. Number one, have a routine of spending time with Jesus.
1: Now, this is funny because a lot of times when people hear the word routine, they immediately think, boring or they think same Mm -hmm. or they think stale right because when you do the same thing all the time it gets stale yeah but this is where it's really funny because no that's not the truth when it comes to our routine with god
0: yeah and consistency is key right you reading your bible for seven hours one day but not reading it for the rest of the week right that doesn't balance out no I right, we need to consistently seek God on a daily basis. You know, Jesus calls Himself the bread of life, mm-hmm. or you know, the daily bread that we need. We need to have daily dependency on Him. And your routine is going to look different than other people's routines, but you need to have one. We have other podcasts that you can scroll through. Sure. Um, we'll put them in the the notes of this podcast of what those routines could look like. But I don't care if it's in the morning, if it's at night. You know, David said, early in the morning, I rise and I seek you. You know, and there's right? a reason
1: for that. When you spend that time with God in the morning, I find it really sets you up
0: Yeah, for, for the me, day. I have to do it in the morning. Yeah, it's
1: funny. So for the first trimester of this pregnancy, I just was not able to get up in the morning. I, It just, it wasn't a thing. And so I would read at night. And I noticed a real difference in that.
0: As did I. I didn't. I'm I'm <laughs> oh, <kidding>. my
1: word. <laughs> But I didn't address the day the same way as I would with the same confidence and the same peace and the same joy Mm -hmm. as I did when I did spend time with God in the morning. Now, that's not everybody's story. Some people have fantastic time with the Lord at night, and they wake up with that freshly in their spirit. That just wasn't the case for me.
0: Yep. So this is what you need. Make a routine. And if you start getting bored in your routine, change the routine. Right. Right? that's have how you the keep routine, yourself change up what yeah. you do in the Yeah, routine. that's how you keep yourself from falling into a rut change how you read the Bible change yeah. how you're studying change some of the resources that you have change you know who you're listening to um, on YouTube and, and things like that change the things so you don't fall into a rut you sure. need to be intentional about consistently growing and need to need to be serious about it because this is the thing overnight you don't become a mature believer no nope. that happens day by. Day.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say how, you know, the funny thing is a lot of people think, oh, it's so boring to read like two chapters of the word every day, every like, you know, for the year or whatever. But what's funny, what you're missing with that is what you don't realize is that when you pray and ask the Lord to open up the eyes of your heart to receive what his word is saying, you realize that. God is so multifaceted and you never actually graduate from knowing him. No, You no. learn something new about him every single day. You can read the same scripture every single day and get something different out of it. That's how powerful God's word is and complex God's word is. Yeah.
0: And this is what I find. When people don't have a consistent routine they or they fall into a rut, they start replacing what they used to fulfill themselves with God. With other things, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you've created a new habit of watching TV or more TV, right. or maybe you started creating a new habit of scrolling in the morning instead of on social media, you know, um, yeah. reading your word. Maybe it. T- See what happens is you're training yourself what to desire, and when you don't train yourself to desire God and you skip it and skip it and skip it, your mm-hmm. your fleshly craving starts to get stronger and it desires things and it has to get filled. Right. So you'll find like maybe you'll pick up, uh, you know, something I always had to watch myself with was like gaming and stuff right. like that. You know, that like you can very easily overdo that. Other people, I know their struggle is TV. Other people, I know social it's, media. it's social media. Scrolling Other people social could media. be spending money, whatever it may be. Yeah. You have to watch those things because you're going to start trying to fill a void that Jesus is meant to sustain For with sure. worldly pleasures. For and sure. that's an identifier as you're mature to say, no, 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 I need to replace that with seeking after God, because this is what you need to know. Just going back to the person that reads the two chapters, it could seem boring. No, you train your body what to desire. Right. You train your appetite what's good. You train yourself what to desire, what to long for. And, you know, even with I can just testify my personal prayer life. This year it's changed completely. Absolutely. You know, I've prayed so much more this year than any other year. And like now that I've gotten into it, it's this desire, like this urgency. I just, I need to go do it. Why? Because yeah. I've trained my body to crave that, trained my spirit to crave that. Yeah versus crave some other things so you set habits and those habits determine what you're going to crave in this world
1: for sure all right let's move on to number two number two i would say would be to get to know the holy spirit now why am i being specific about the person of the holy spirit well the holy spirit is the one who's dwelling on the inside of us and the bible says He's the one that will bring comfort. He's the one that will teach. He's the one that will encourage. He's the one that will warn us of things to come. Mm -hmm. He's also the one that brings back to remembrance things that we've read in the Word. So the Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead that is for our everyday relationship with God.
0: Yeah. The The Holy Spirit is our daily communion with Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Jesus ascended and the Spirit of God descended. descended. And, that's and that's the Holy the th- Spirit. Th- yeah, that's the third part of the Godhead so that we're so in communication with. So people are so
1: by the Holy Spirit. They think it's such like a spooky concept or they deny that He even is a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, yet He is and yeah. He's a powerful part of the Godhead that is dwelling on the inside of us. Jesus is not in your heart. The yeah. Holy Spirit is what's on yeah. the inside you of are you are a
0: temple of the Holy Spirit. I'd encourage you to read John 14 15 and 16 and really start to get a revelation of who the holy spirit is to you in your daily life right. and can i tell you this when you actually start to get to know the holy spirit the one who's leading you on day-to-day things following jesus gets fun yeah because then he starts to talk to you hey go pray for that person he starts to manifest the gifts of the spirit in a greater capacity. Uh, Hey, that person, they're dealing with this. Or, hey, that person needs prayer for healing in their body. Or, hey, don't do that. Don't go that direction because that's going to be bad for you. Suddenly, you start to shift In your daily action, it's no longer you leading yourself. You're starting to get led by the Spirit of God. And can I tell you this? If you're bored in your relationship with God, it's because you're not following the Holy Spirit.
1: Right, exactly. Period. I I wanted to say, I was just thinking, um, I felt like when I said, you know, Jesus is not in our hearts, the Holy Spirit. Like somebody is going to have a problem with that. But I just want to remind you. There is one scripture
0: that says Jesus is in your heart. I mean, he is though though, technically
1: because... If we believe in the Trinity, Mm -hmm. then Jesus is in our Mm -hmm. heart. But also, if we believe in the Trinity, we believe that the Holy Spirit is the one indwelling because Jesus ascended. So I just wanted to say, if you do follow the Truth Be Told podcast, let it be known. We believe in the Trinity. Yes. Over here. Yes. Okay, we're not part of this new movement. We that actually seems should to do a podcast rising on Rising up, that is trying yeah. to say that the Trinity isn't a thing. Guess what? I know the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but neither is the word Bible. Neither is the word Rapture. So if you want to have a religious spirit, you can put that in your pipe and smoke yeah, it.
0: Wow, my wife feeling froggy <laughs> today. So number three, I'm done okay. with people <laughs> taking things so no, out of context. Number man. one, have a routine of spending time with Jesus. Number two, get to know the Holy Spirit. I cannot emphasize that enough. Fall in love with the Holy yes. Spirit. It. spend daily He's time so with awesome when He's you so start good. to
1: get to know his voice yeah he has changed my life walking with him every day hearing him hearing his voice on things you know and it, and it, it's funny because he speaks to me at the most random moments mm-hmm. but it's it's completely changed my walk with the lord mm-hmm. is having that relationship with the holy spirit so i would encourage you to hunger for that yeah and you will never be satisfied Is the funny thing Okay, there is a satisfaction. Obviously, it's it's Chad always says it to our our congregation. We need to live with an unsatisfied satisfaction. Yes, we're satisfied, but we always want more. N- number three, uh, and if you you know we forgot forgot in our babbling, we're talking about how to not let your relationship with God gets stale. So number three, join the team. Stop being just a fan.
0: Right, Luke nine six or yeah, Luke nine sixty two, Jesus replied and said, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. See, Christianity is not a spectator sport. In order to grow, you need to participate. And I think this is where a lot of believers, they miss the mark because they're not involved. Can I tell you the greatest thing you could do after you get saved and, and start to build a relationship with Jesus? Join a local church. Yeah. And fall in love with the vision and connect your heart and your family with that vision and serve it and give it every single thing that you've got. Yeah. And watch God bless, not just the house or the church you're serving in, but watch God bless you and your family for doing that. Yeah.
1: I find the people that are most bored uh, in church are the ones that aren't actually doing anything. they're the ones that just come, sit, and leave again no relationship no serving no giving none of that those are the people that are most bored in their relationship with god because there is no activity in their relationship with god but
0: this is making me think about what about that person that has been saved for a while i mean i can even picture a few people right now but you know it's just they've been serving they've been consistent they've been doing all those things see you don't need just number three Get to or um, join a team and uh, stop being a fan. You need all of these because what I find is that there are people that have been serving God for a few years or maybe a ton of years, and they've been uh, they've been doing this thing forever. But now they're in a rut and they don't feel like their relationship is the same. It's not your church falling away. It's not your church not satisfying your needs. It usually, and I've found this to be nine times out of 10, it always comes back to number one or number two, not committing to your routine with Jesus and or number two, You stopped getting to know the Holy Spirit and getting a fresh fire and a fresh outpouring and a fresh word from the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. So everything you do now is stale. Absolutely. So be so cautious. Mm -hmm. Don't allow, you know, number one, don't allow yourself to be a spectator and watch everybody else do the work of God. But when you're doing the work of God, don't let things become so mundane in your personal relationship. Don't serve ministry and not Jesus first. When you don't serve Jesus first, everything, else falls out of line that's your family that's your spouse that's your ministry that's your passions for Jesus everything begins to fade and you say I just don't know why things aren't the way they used to be they're not the way they used to be not because God isn't there anymore not because your church isn't there anymore not because anything has changed none of that has changed except for your personal relationship and when that hits then everything else shatters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to encourage real quick. I like that we're diverting from the the notes because I always feel Mm -hmm. like that's awesome when the Holy Spirit kind of, you know, he steers the conversation. But in the book of Ephesians, Paul prays a very powerful prayer and it's got to do with spiritual wisdom and insight. I want to encourage you, start praying that prayer over yourself when you're going to read the word and I promise you it will revolutionize your time with the word because it's impossible for you to ask God to open the eyes of your understanding or to give you the spiritual insight and wisdom and understanding and then read his word and not get it God wants to. The Bible says that those who hunger and thirst, Matthew 5, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Right. God wants to fill those, yep. but you got to hunger and thirst for it.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. So remember, how not to let your relationship with God get stale. Number one, have a routine of spending time with Jesus. Number two, get to know the Holy Spirit. Number three, join a team. Stop being a fan. Join a local church. Go to your midweek activities. Join a group start a Bible study, get involved in your church.
1: Which leads beautifully into number four, who you are around matters. Yep. Are the who, people that are around stoking the fire or are they yep. trying to put the fire yep. out?
0: You show me the three people you're around and that's who you're going to become. And that's not, that's not a, a bad joke. That's the reality of it. And there's a lot of people out there that think that somehow they can rise higher than their circle. And that's not true. They yeah. will pull you down if they're below. Mm-hmm. They will pull you down if they're not serving God. Let me actually bring you even further to this. Stop hanging out on a friendship level. Like uh, I'm talking about like a you're hanging out consistently, opening yourself up with unsaved people. That may you may say, whoa, yeah. Jesus hung out with sinners. No, sinners hung out with Jesus okay? Sinners hung out with Jesus. Sinners came to Jesus and they were so attracted to his lifestyle. They were so attracted to who he was. They were so attracted to how different and unreligious he was and what he carried that they wanted to be around him and they invited him to their homes. They, not because they wanted him to be like them, but because they admired him and wanted to be like who him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you struggle there on your words? Yeah, I did. But they invited him (laughs) to their house because they saw something in him that they needed. It's true. That they desired. It's true. And there are people that you're hanging out with that they actually just want to influence you to do bad things. They want you to be like them. They want you to make a a mistake. They want you to slip up. They want you to, you know, they would never say it, but they want you to just not be holy that one day, that one moment. And in your weakest moment, You think that they're going to be the ones that are going to help encourage you with the word of God and the wisdom of God, or are they going to be the ones that encourage you with the wisdom of the world?
1: There's nothing better than being around people that just make you more and more hungry for God. Just yeah. this Friday, I was sitting at breakfast talking to my sister in law about something, and she was sharing this message that she's listen she was listening to by this random person who I had never heard of. But her excitement and her revelation from this message got me so excited that I went home and that night when Chad and I got into bed, I had the message playing as we were falling asleep. And I was so impacted by the word that was being Did you ever hear about it? No, it was playing out loud.
0: I just fell asleep. I don't even know. <laughs> I know
1: it's weird. Chad can fall asleep to noise. I actually can't. So I listened to the message and then went to sleep. Wow. But no, and what I'm saying is like being around Mindy and talking to her about yeah. this message, it lit like a fresh fire in me and a hunger to, to go and like dig out what she was talking about. Chad and I were just on vacation in Florida where we were around friends that we do ministry with and people and family that we do ministry with. And Chad and I left that trip more hungry for the things of God because the people that we were around stoked the fire on the inside of us.
0: Right. We went down and went on vacation and hung out at a pool and hung out in a really nice area and did all these great things. And guess what? Never once were we tempted to go buy alcohol and get wasted, you know, to commit adultery to deal with lust. Like, not, at no point of time did we you know, commit a criminal act or anything like that. Why? It's because we surrounded ourselves with people that are sharpening us, that are bringing us higher. The Bible talks about iron sharpening iron yeah. and making us better. But this is what I want to get in your mind. There are three circles you need, okay? Kay. Number one, you need peers. Actually, I heard uh, uh, my buddy say this, and he said, sons compete. And I had to like process it for a second, like spiritual sons or peers, you know, they compete, right? Like when you're on the same level, there's usually, I mean, I don't know, especially with guys, I guess, there's a natural level of competitiveness, Like I want to be better. I want to do this. And now if it gets bitter or spiteful or like ambitious and kind of gross, that's not what I'm talking about. But naturally, right? You're going to want to have like this little bit of competitive nature, you know, and, and I think it's true. You need to be around people that are going to challenge you. Yeah. You want to be around people that are going to challenge you to be better, to do better, to try harder. Mm-hmm. People that inspire you, that are your own age, that are in your same workplace, that yeah. are in your same space and ministry or life. Yeah. And they're going to challenge you to do more than what you're doing. Yeah. And that's healthy. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first circle. Then the second circle, you need disciples. You need people that you're leading, that you're encouraging, that you're helping and pouring out and into, yep. in that you're lifting up to that next to level, level. Yep. right? So you've got the disciples and the lowest level, right? Then you've got you and your peers. And then at the top, you've got your mentors. Yeah. And this is incredibly important because what your mentors are going to do is unlike your peers who are going to just challenge you, right? They're going to challenge you, but they're going to give you wisdom on how to get to that next level. Mm. But they'll also give you the anointing you need to elevate and to get lifted to that next level to accomplish more. And they are the people that are going to speak into your life, that are going to help change your destiny, that help change and shape who you are, so that you can fulfill the potential that God has for you. And you need these circles. You need people that you're discipling. You need peers that are going to challenge you. You know, just like you said. You know, even having Niall and Taylor here, mm-hmm. it was so awesome to have them here. They're in like a very similar space in ministry with us. Yeah. You know, uh, like I shared with some of the guys that I'm listening to. He shared some of the guys he's yeah. listening to you know we've we get to talk about ministry stuff share ideas share testimonies it was so encouraging seriously right it was and you need people like that yeah, in your life for sure so you need these three spheres or these three circles in your life to make sure that you are getting sharpened and that you can grow because they're going to challenge you in your relationship with jesus
1: that's so good that's so good so hey I don't know who you are that's listening to this podcast today, but I want to encourage you. Your relationship with God does not have to get stale. And if you're in a moment, uh, I'm not even going to let you call it a season. If you're in a moment of time where you feel like maybe your relationship with God is stale, I want you to know you can have a turnaround today. And I want to encourage you. And maybe you're not stale. Your relationship with God is great. I want to encourage you, it can only get better as you keep going after Him. So we're going to go ahead and pray for you real quick. Father, we thank you for every single person who listened to this podcast, wherever they're listening to. God, I just thank you that you would make yourself so real to them. Father, I thank you that as they seek you, As they draw near to you, you will draw near to them, God. I just thank you, God, that we are not of of them that shrink back, but we're of those who move forward in everything that you have for us. So, God, we love you, we honor you, and I pray that you bless every single person that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.